Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a new episode of the Deep Gripping Reality Podcast. So I have to apologize if I sound a little winded or if I sound a little distracted during this show. Um, I'm actually just finishing off fighting COVID. Uh, my whole family got it. We went to a birthday party where uh, a lot of people don't believe in the vaccine. So uh, even though we've all been vaccinated, unfortunately, we all ended up with COVID anyway. But I can't help but think that it was a lot less harsh than it would have been um, if we hadn't gotten the vaccine. So. Uh, if I sound like crap, please bear with me. I apologize. That's why. Um, last week I didn't do an episode because it was Memorial Day week. And um, yeah, I just I felt like there were more important things to think about than business and marketing. Can you believe that? That's how I know I'm growing up and getting to be an old man is that I, there are times that I think about um, more than business and marketing. But uh, this episode is going to be interesting. We're going to talk about something called doom scrolling. We're going to talk about uh, TikTok's amazingly advanced AI algorithm, where it comes from, and why it knows more about you than you know about yourself. So stay tuned, folks. This might not be a long episode, depending on whether or not I have the wind to make it through it, but either way, it's about to get deep. The Deep Gripping Reality Podcast with your host, Stephen J. Edelman. So the music behind my intro there is called Diablo Rojo by a band called Rodrigo and Gabriela. Rodrigo y Gabriela. And uh, they do some flamenco-style music that I really dig. I found them because they were covering Metallica on nothing but two acoustic guitars a long time ago. And I've just always loved their stuff. I chose that song because it's a little, it sounds a little chaotic. And that's how it feels when you have ADD. When you have ADHD... Everything grabs your attention at once. Um, my daughter said something to me the other day, and I was thinking to myself, um, I was thinking about some things, and she goes, did you hear what I just said? I said, no, I'm sorry. I was a little distracted. I was thinking of something. And she goes, well, what were you thinking about? And so I rewound my brain for a second, and I said, well, I was thinking about the fact that, and this is while I was driving her to, to school. I said, I was thinking about driving, and I was also thinking about the fact that when I get home, I need to switch laundry over, and I don't want to forget to send that bill out. And I also want to make sure that I meet the deadlines that I promised to my clients. Um, I still have to edit a video. I still have to uh, schedule out some social posts for next month. Um, on top of that, I don't want to forget that your next orchestra concert's coming up, and it's going to be your last, and I have to have you there at 6.30, and that's this week, or is it next week? Yeah, it's this week. And I don't also want to forget that Nick gets out of school a week before you do, so I want to make sure that that's all right. She goes, you thought about all of that in the last five minutes? And I said, yeah, that's how my brain works. I don't focus on one thing at a time. I focus on seven things at a time. And I somehow am able to make it through all that. That's with ADD medication. Without it, I'm just a brain fog. I bring all of that up because one thing that ADHDers uh, absolutely love is the shiny thing that catches our attention. And when we find something that catches our attention, we like to hold on to it. It's those little hits of dopamine, okay? And even though it feels chaotic to everybody else, and everybody else thinks they're random. In fact, here we go again. I'm going off on a little side note. My son is seven, and he said to me, my friends say that I think about too many things or that, I'm, that I, 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 I talk about different topics at, the, at different times. I said, son, what you need to understand and they, that they don't is that your brain works differently. You're not, because he said they said he was weird. 
I said, you're not weird. I said, your brain just works about 10 times faster than theirs does. Your brain works special in a very special way. It makes connections that other people can't necessarily see. So if they were talking about going to the theater, in your brain, you might think, I love popcorn. What's great about the popcorn is I love the butter on the popcorn. Hey, I know they had the butter cow at the Iowa State Fair. Can you believe that? A cow made out of butter? And then you say to them, have you ever been to the Iowa State Fair? And they think, we were just talking about the movies. How did you think about the Iowa State Fair? That has nothing to do with it. But in your mind, in less than two minutes, you made all those connections, okay? Now, I know this sounds random, especially if you're a neurotypical who doesn't have ADHD. If you have, if this sounds relatable, you may have ADHD. But if if it doesn't sound relatable, it's because this is what it's like every day for those of us with it. Now, this is not an episode about ADHD. This is an episode about TikTok, okay? Now, you're probably going, how is this all connected? I promise I'm getting there. Diablo Rojo is a music, is a song, that's, you know, really great song from Rodrigo and Gabriela. Sounds super chaotic, but it's not. It's really, really a pretty song. And TikTok is all about using music clips. That's how those two things are connected. However, that's not how the doom scrolling side of it is connected. Doom scrolling is when you find yourself, you sit down for two minutes to see what's up on TikTok and you look at the clock and it's been an hour and a half. And it's almost like you were self-hypnotized into being in one spot and just, engage, you know, you're, you're eating, consuming one thing after another, after another, after another. And next thing you know, you've been there an hour. Well, the reason for that is that TikTok is really brilliant on a lot of levels. The first level is that it has, unlike any other social media platform, um, originally, now they all have kind of two different versions, but there's two different types of scrolls. There's the vertical scroll, which is where you swipe up and down, and then there's the horizontal scroll, and that's the one you don't see. They're called loops. So when you watch a TikTok all the way through, <laughs> excuse me, told you, COVID, and no, I'm not going to edit that out because I'm raw, yo. Anyway, <laughs> As you scroll down vertically, when you go to watch the other way, when it loops, that is um, a horizontal scroll because it's playing over and over again. Now, on YouTube, they've added a horizontal scroll as well where you're scrolling through the video feeds and all of a sudden you'll see the shorts and you can go side to side on those. Same thing with um, Facebook. You'll see it once in a while. But it's not the same because even though those loop and it brings you onto a different feed, TikTok was the first one to do it. But more importantly... It's what TikTok does with their information, okay? I've talked before extensively about how super hyper-advanced TikTok's algorithm is and why that's the case. So most algorithms, they have several different algorithms. Most social sites, sorry, have several different algorithms. And an algorithm, let's be very clear, let's break it down to the brass tacks of what an algorithm is. It's a computer program designed to solve a problem, to answer a question, okay? That's it. It's, that's, that's all an algorithm is. It, it tries to find the optimal solution, okay? Well, with an algorithm for social media, that solution might be what captures the most attention, what keeps people the most engaged, okay? On a lot of platforms, there's a lot of different metrics. With TikTok, it's simple. It's simple. Did you watch something for more than two seconds? Literally, did you stop and watch something? Did something capture your attention within two seconds? Then what happened? Did you watch it all the way through? Did it loop? Did you like it? Did you share it? Did you take time to comment on it? Then what happened? Did you go to the profile, right? So it's if-then statements that take you through and everything that you're doing, it's learning from you 
while you're on the app. However, this is where it gets scary, okay? But that's how you can doom scrolls because based on all of that data, it says, okay, this is what they're most likely to like. That's why when, when you sign into TikTok, you can tell it the things that you're interested in, but you don't have to. And I always thought naively that that was because it gave you what the most popular stuff in your area was, what the most popular stuff was, and then it made uh, recommendations based on what you chose from there. Where I was wrong is that I read through the terms and conditions of TikTok. And boy, was I awakened, okay? I've talked in, in the past on my shows about how Facebook's uh, old terms and conditions meant that they could turn on or off your camera whenever they wanted, that they could download your pictures, that they could turn on and off your microphone with or without your permission. Um, and all of that was supposed to be so that you could record video and upload it. But it also meant that they could actually factory reset your phone without your permission. And that you agreed to that simply by using their product. That's why they say, I agree to the terms and conditions, the biggest lie on the internet. Okay. On TikTok, it's even worse. Basically, by using, by downloading that app, and you only give this the permission while the app is on your phone. So if you uninstall the app, you don't, they don't have that permission anymore. So with TikTok, when you download the app and you click, I agree to the terms and conditions, you're giving them permission to access every single piece of data on your phone and on every other app on your phone. There is no privacy. Specifically, things like WhatsApp, things like um, your messenger, Things like, I mean, just about everything. Um, Apple has kind of fought this a little bit with their privacy stuff, but nobody takes TikTok seriously. To them, it's just a stupid little three-second, you know, eight-second, ten-second, up to ten-minute videos you can watch now on TikTok, by the way, if you didn't know. But it's short videos, so it's not that big of a deal. But the reality is every piece of data, the way that you speak, the type of text that you use, your text-to-speech, all of it, is stored. All of it feeds the algorithm so that it can almost read your mind. Have you ever, if you're a, if you're a TikToker, if you're the kind of person that likes TikTok, have you ever noticed that you were maybe texting a friend about something you felt was stressful or relatable and you turn on TikTok and it's almost like it read your mind? That's because it didn't read your mind. It read your text. It read your messages. It saw the type of music you were listening to and it got to know you there's my dog, better than you know yourself. So the bottom line is TikTok knows you well. Now, here's the real question. What else does it do with that data? Well, anybody know what TikTok's parent company is? TikTok's parent company is a company called ByteDance, which is owned partially by the Chinese government. Now, this is going to sound like some conspiracy theory bullshit, but trust me, I've never led you astray. I don't get into politics on the show, and I don't talk about something unless I've done my research. Okay, so if you don't believe me, I encourage you, not just on this subject, but any subject, if you don't believe something, look into it yourself and find out. But TikTok's owned by ByteDance. ByteDance is owned partially by the Chinese government. Any company in China is required by Chinese law to share all of their users' data with the Chinese government. For the last 10 years, the Chinese government has been very public about the fact that they are building the strongest AI on the planet, that they are doing everything they can to own every piece 
of AI that they can get their hands on, the most advanced and sophisticated. That's why TikTok's algorithm is so much more sophisticated than any other social platform is because they're way behind on the times. TikTok exists for one reason, to farm your data and, oh, sorry, two reasons, farm your data and keep you engaged. Now, is it actively going out and looking at your stuff like a bunch of hackers while you're not um, using the app? Like, like, or while you are using the app? No. The way that it works is it's just randomly collecting little pieces of data, but it can. It can collect anything on your, on your phone. And if you download the computer app, because there's a computer app for TikTok, if you download that, then you've given it permission to see everything on your computer. And this is why the last president, and I'm not going to get into politics. I promised I wouldn't. I'm not going to. The last president, I thought when TikTok did the whole, um, you know, they said that there was some South Korean fans that, um, K-pop fans that uh, trolled Donald Trump um, by buying all the tickets to one of his rallies, right? And so next thing you know, Trump was hardcore against TikTok and wanted to shut it down and said that there was some big government, uh, some big, you know, government risk. Well, I always thought that was him being a sore loser. I was wrong. In fact, there are, mil the, like in the military, the U.S. military, the U.S. government, you're not allowed to have TikTok on any of your government devices. So if the government gives you a phone, you can't have TikTok installed because when TikTok is installed, you're literally sharing every piece of data on that device with the Chinese government. And again, I know this sounds like conspiracy theory stuff, but it's not. It, I've, done, I've done the research. It's very extensive. I've, I've listened to testimony in front of Congress. I've, um, I, I've trust me, just, <laughs> I spent way more time looking into this than I probably should have. But I'm telling you all of this because TikTok has taken the world by storm. Um, so much so that other, other companies have tried to, to uh, mimic it and have tried to, to copy it and the formula and do the short form thing. But the longer TikTok can keep you on it, the more entertained you are, the more you're telling your story, the better it is for, for, for TikTok. And again, it seems like a bunch of you know, harmless fun. But it's kind of crazy. Now, I didn't even get into the rabbit hole of crazy. Here's the really crazy part. So I mentioned that TikTok is owned by the Chinese government. So why would it be so, um, so f you know, free to see some crazy stuff, butt shaking and things like that in the U.S.? Well, let me be very clear. The Chinese version of TikTok is extremely different than the U.S. version. The Chinese version is a propaganda machine. So TikTok wasn't just formed... Um, as TikTok. Originally, it was ByteDance, which did okay, but there was a, another Chinese company called Music.ly, Musical.ly, that was doing, uh, had, had the more sophisticated algorithm. So when ByteDance merged with Musical.ly, that's when the Chinese government got involved and bought up a bunch of shares. Now, Microsoft, last I heard, and I haven't gotten an update on this, last I heard Microsoft was trying to buy some shares of TikTok US, um, as well as I think Amazon and some other companies, so that a little more controlling interest would be in the US so that some of our data could be protected. But the bottom line is that the majority of the shares are still held by the People's Republic of China. So, as long as it's a Chinese company, that's why Trump's big thing was, I want it to be owned in the U.S. I want it to be a separate company. It wasn't that he was trying to steal 
the business from China, it was because the Chinese law says that any company that operates in China, or, or especially if it's owned by the Chinese government, must report all of their data, user data, to the Chinese government. It's all part of their monitoring program. The Chinese really control their people. Like, it's creepy how much they control their people. And so, you know, when it comes to the, fa- the uh, you know, reels and shorts, yeah, those might seem like TikTok knockoffs, and they are, but they're also a lot more liberal with what they allow. For example, if you show anything with a gun firing or anything with an explosion um, that even if it's like an epic fail or something on TikTok, it'll not only will it like block that video, you, sure, it'll let it get out to, you know, 10,000 people or whatever first. But then as soon as the algorithm catches that it's something about violence at all, even if it's, you know, nobody was hurt and it was just an epic fail or a commentary, even if it's for education purposes, it goes against their, their taos, the, the terms of service. Okay, so they'll take it down really fast because it's not mind-numbingly dumb. It, 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 it sparks some kind of violence. Now, you would think that, that in America, yes, we treasure freedom of speech, but especially with the rise of mass shootings lately. I live in Iowa. We had, <coughs> excuse me, God, COVID sucks. Anyway, we had a um, four-person death. Three people were shot in a church, and the shooter himself was, was killed. Uh, in Ames, which is like 45 minutes from where I live last week. Um, Mass shootings are happening literally everywhere. You would think that our algorithms would curb down, especially things like reels and shorts, would curb down violent videos or things like that. No. The same video of somebody shooting a gun at, at target practice because of the Second Amendment, I don't know, because of freedom of speech, I don't know, totally allowed. But it'll get taken down by TikTok. And not only will it get taken down by TikTok, but if you have three videos uh, removed in a short period, your account is put on a big warning. And if you continue to share things that break their terms of service, they will start taking away things. So for, for example, you'll no longer be eligible to show up on the For You page, so you essentially can't go viral. You'll get maybe you know half the views uh, not even half, like a, a couple hundred or a couple dozen views instead of thousands. So the same video, which you would think in America, we would say, okay, you know what? That's a little too violent. It's a little too extreme. Heck, I've seen prank videos that were taken down off of TikTok for going against their bullying policy. And you would think that's because they're protecting your people. I don't think that's the case. I think it's because it's not dumb enough. So I know I, I, it sounds like this is a conspiracy theory episode. It's not. It's, it's an encouragement episode. I want you to understand that TikTok has hacked its users' um, psychology on a deep level. It, it hacks your attention. Uh, you would think this would be ideal for ADHDers who love to, you know, see the shiny object. But I don't find myself getting sucked into TikTok for, strong, for long periods of time. Not like the average person does. And it's weird. My daughter, however, also has ADHD, and she is on TikTok a lot. Now, that means that knowing that she's on TikTok, and she doesn't post a lot of stuff. She does animation. She's actually teaching herself to animate. She does a lot of that. And you would think that knowing that all of our information is, is now shared to the Chinese government, you know, since she's on, on my account, 
um, not my account, but my Google account, that I would be worried about that. And maybe I should be, you know, I just learned all a lot of this stuff the last few days, but she's been using it. And um, it's interesting. It's scary. You know, they've shown that TikTok is and, and Reels actually is harmful, especially to little girls, because it, it can help negatively influence and shape the way they perceive the world, the way they perceive themselves. Um, but you train the algorithm and, and basically you teach it what you like. Um, ironically, it's a more advanced version of why people follow you on social media. They follow you because they like something that you did and they want more of it. Okay. They like you, they like the content you're providing. And so that's why they continue to follow you. And so that's essentially how all social platforms work. The things that you do that you post that keep people engaged, that keep them wanting more, that keep them engaging with your content is what keeps them on the platform longer, which is what gets rewarded by their algorithms. But TikTok, again, it goes a little bit deeper. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, okay, so if TikTok has access to all my information, why do they want that? Do they, are they worried about, do I need to worry about them hacking my bank account? No, I don't think you do. Even though you may be, you know, on your phone or mobile banking or whatever logged in, there's a lot of security measures that your bank will take to make sure that a lot of your information is encrypted. So I don't think you have to worry about that. However, keystrokes are something that do get recorded by TikTok. So your passwords and things like that, if you had TikTok installed, while you logged into your bank for the first time, it's possible they have that. Now, would they use that? No. The Chinese government is the wealthiest GDP on the planet. They slowly ate up all of the other, you know, we export everything to China. Everything's made in China. Highest quality products are made in China. Their tech and their everything, it's so much higher than ours. They don't need your money. They don't want your money. What they want is your brain. So they're using these, this data to build profiles of what people are like in America, in the West, everywhere else, because, and this is, I know this sounds crazy. Trust me, I, I'm, I'm struggling to even say it. China's goal is global domination. If you listen to, I believe his name is Xi Jinping, I can't ever say it, but the, the, the Chinese president, right? If you listen to his speeches, he often says that the greater China will rule the world and that that they uh, that the, the, anybody who stands against the People's Republic of China will face the boot of China. And that's why they're always investing in their military. All of their children are ingrained with how to use, safely use guns. Uh, uh, everything is, that's why they so tightly control the state-run media in China, more so than Russia. And that's why, you know, it's such a big deal that we were meddling in Taiwan's affairs. We recognize we as Americans recognize Taiwan's sovereignty. However, um, the reason China has a big problem with that is because if Taiwan's sovereign, then that's less of the world that they own. No joke. They already own the United States financially. We owe so much money to China that if they called their debts in, we'd be screwed. Like there's nothing we could do. So I don't know. I didn't mean to get off on a tangent on that. This was supposed to be about doom scrolling and TikTok. But again, I've, I found myself going pretty deep from a lot of different news sources. <sighs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And I think the more you know, the more you grow. And until you grow, you can't um, do better, right? So uh, I'm still using TikTok for business stuff. Um, I don't have it on any of my business devices. Uh, but... Um, I, I definitely wanted to open some eyes. And again, I highly encourage that if you don't believe what I'm telling you, please, 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 by all means, please do your research. And if you find that I'm wrong, 
message me on anchor.fm slash TDGR, the deep gripping reality, right? TDGR or at TDGR podcast on, um, on, on, uh, Instagram or, or on Twitter, you know, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. I want to know if you find information that says I'm wrong. I pray to God that you do, but if not, you should at least know what's going on is that there are other governments out there, specifically the Chinese government who are actively fighting to own pieces of your psyche that know more about you. That's why the algorithm is so smart, knows more about you than you know about yourself. And that's why it can feed you the kind of content that you love the most and keep you engaged, keep you entertained. Um, it's mind boggling. So like I said, do your research. Um, you know, there have been some big things that came up on this about seven months ago. Uh, I blew it all off and I regret that. Um, because I, I should have dug deeper and tried to get the full picture, but you know, I didn't at the time. Um, I am now. And even Joe Biden, after rolling back some of the restrictions on TikTok that, that Trump had put out there, even he said, you know, it's come to my attention that, that TikTok does to some extent represent an, a national threat. So it's interesting to know. It's interesting to open your eyes and think outside of your, your comfort bubble. It's a lot of information to process and it can feel a little chaotic. Welcome to my Diablo Rojo, <laughs> which by the way, Spanish translates to red devil. So, um, which ironically, oh, the Chinese flag is red. Anyway, now you see how it's all connected. This is what I'm getting at is everything's connected. It's a conspiracy. Get my tinfoil hat. I don't have an assistant who could do that for me, but I digress. Um, I hope that this has been enlightening to you. I do encourage you to continue to use Reels. I think short-form content is a great idea. YouTube uh, is owned by Google. They're very transparent a lot. Hey, look, I just got a message, um, which is ironic. It came across um, a different messaging platform, um, and it's broken English, so it's a hacking, a, um, hacking attempt, which I think is hilarious because we're talking about that. Anywho... Uh, do use reels, do use YouTube shorts. And if you want, keep using TikTok. I don't care, but if you're going to do it, here's what I recommend. Do it on, uh, you can upload your videos to the, uh, uh, like going to tiktok.com and you can edit videos outside of the app. So basically what you would do is you would shoot a short form video on your phone and then uh, vertically and then save it to your computer and then upload it from there. Downside, you can't use any filters. I mean, the filters are a big part of what, what makes TikTok TikTok is people love those filters. But you can use editing software. DaVinci Resolve 17 is my favorite, favorite editing platform on the planet. I love it. Um, the things you can do for free on that, in my opinion, 20 times better than Adobe. Um, anyway, and, and you can do that kind of stuff too with Canva. Uh, but my whole point is, there are safe ways to upload to TikTok if you feel like you need to. But I would ask about your ROI, okay? How many people, even if you have more global reach, how many people are you reaching that are actually going to uh, be any kind of brand awareness that matters? How many people are you reaching? I mean, is it more for vanity metrics or is it for actual business help or is it to build a personal brand? I mean, unless you get millions of followers on TikTok, you're not going to make a lot of money. So, you know, if you want to be a social media influencer, there are other ways to do it. Sure, you can do it on TikTok, but, you know, unless that's your career path, is that really worth it? Um, it's worth asking yourself because you can get quite a bit more reach. I've had tons of TikToks that I've shared 
on TikTok, both on my personal like account, but also on um, different clients' accounts that have done just done flops, done horribly, didn't do well at all on TikTok, but soared on Reels and even more soared on YouTube Shorts. I think YouTube Shorts is an underutilized short form video content platform that has the potential to exponentially grow your YouTube presence, which in turn can exponentially grow your SEO if you make sure that your efforts are done right. And that's a whole nother episode. In fact, I'm pretty sure I've talked about SEO optimization through YouTube in a past episode, but this went on a lot longer than I expected. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, make sure to tell others about it. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast on the platform of your choice and I hope you have a fantastic day. Until next time, dig deep, my friends.